I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week, I'm stomping with actress, podcaster, and best-selling novelist, Giovanna Fletcher, more commonly known to her loved ones, G. And I have asked permission today, and she said that I can also call her G. She's a wonderful person. G is the mum of three boys and never shies away from life's ups and downs on her podcast, Happy Mum, Happy Baby, and has just completed a serious stomp for Copperfield. There is so much to learn from this amazing woman in her experiences, in the things that she's achieved, and also in her openness and ability just to be genuine and authentic. I'm very excited for this conversation. I think there's so much for us to learn. Let's bring G to the conversation. G, welcome to uh, the Stompcast. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. Now I have to start first of all and say, how are your legs? Because (laughs) you've just done a very big stomp. Do you know enough. what? They feel really, really good. Obviously, I've just got back from Mont Blanc, yeah. uh, which, you know, I was doing a big old trek, a big old challenge for Copperfield, which is a charity that I support, I'm a patron of, and I head up the treks. Um, and uh, I would say, leg and feet-wise, because I'm always more interested in um, my blisters, and I had no blisters this week, my legs are feeling fine. It's the emotional aspect yeah. that keeps hitting me. Yeah. I always feel like after, after going on one of these treks, I almost need a few days to just sit in a dark room and process or sit outside and look at the sky or look at like a bit of scenery and kind of process it because you hear so many different stories from incredible people um you know and and, i feel so privileged that like doing these podcasts and stuff people really open up about how they're feeling and the experiences they've had so many young women have had breast cancer and you know where they are at with that so i think for me it's more emotionally yeah. that I get hit a few days later. It, it must be. I mean, I've, I attended a Copperfield event a good couple of years ago and yeah. I met Chris Lenga and oh, yeah. some of the colleagues uh, there at the event and I was blown away by um, people's passion, how much people really cared and wanted to kind of help and educate. Uh, and also, yeah, I guess even from that experience, you hear so many people's personal stories of like their yeah. battles, um, their experiences with breast cancer, um, how it affects not just the person, but the family. Yeah. Like, it, it really makes you realize like, wow, like, you know, it's so important that, that you know, charities like Copperfield exist to educate, support and provide community. So, yeah, yeah I mean, what, what were the kind of stories that you heard on the walk? You know, you, you were in Mont Blanc, you know, yeah. must have been a tr- tremendous physical challenge, but I can only imagine, yeah, like some of the things you're hearing yeah. must make you really stop and go, wow. Yeah, and the great thing about um, tracking what you do these things is the fact that you're not really thinking about what you're saying. Yeah. People are just sharing, um, which makes it really quite magical actually um but there were like different stories from people that had 
um, you know, maybe their family members have had breast cancer and were diagnosed. But um, actually on this trek, it seemed to be a lot of women who found something during pregnancy or straight afterwards were dismissed initially. This is so, it's so common, people being dismissed because of, um, because of pregnancy, because of bodies doing different things, you know, blocked milk ducts and everything. So um, sadly, actually, a recurring thing is, is that, is, is people being dismissed and then coming back and, um, you know, finding out when things have progressed, you know, um, which is just really shocking and really sad. And um, it kind of gives you a fire to, to keep spreading that message, to make sure that, you know, to make sure that people are able to go and get an early diagnosis. Because as you know, when it comes to breast cancer, early diagnosis is key to survival. Uh, and that's what we want. We want people to kind of know their bodies so that they can go along to the doctor and go, this isn't right for my body. This is different. This has changed. Um, and also growing up, I would say that breast cancer, we were told that it was something that affected older women and um, that it was always a lump. And actually, it's not always a lump. Um, and it's not older women. 400 men a year in the UK diagnosed with breast cancer. I'm really glad now. you brought that up. I was going to, uh, I thought you would bring it up, yeah. but I was going to say is that it's, so it's, it's not just not, for women it's either. It's not just no. women. And, um, and there's so many different signs and symptoms, you know, looking at nipples, nipple discharge, inverted nipple, um, uh, swelling, the skin, the texture, if there's a rash, um, dimpling, pucker, like there's so many different things. Um, and actually a lot of the younger women something that I don't think is actually on the NHS, so it's been a bit debated for a lot of the younger women, is pain, um, which isn't a, a symptom that I think is known largely on older women who experience yeah. breast cancer. Because people but... often talk about a painless lump, yes, don't they? Yes. Which is kind of like, yes, that a lot, some people can present with a painless lump, but actually some of the presenting symptoms for women might just be breast pain. Yeah, exactly. Tenderness and pain. But because they have that pain, a lot of them will be dismissed uh, because doctors will say, well, oh it's okay because there's pain and we don't worry about mm, pain mm. Um, but for a lot of the women I met that had been diagnosed actually um, pain has been a symptom for them and definitely led them to, to you know go get checked and get that diagnosis. With Copperfield and the message that Copperfield tries to spread so much about awareness yeah. early um, early recognition mm -hmm. you know acting, acting on things like seeing a lump spotting a lump you touched upon some of the symptoms things. What's the main things you'd like people to take away from Copperfield's messaging? What's the key take-home stuff? For it's getting listening? to know your body. Yeah. Um, and know that there's not a real, there's not a right way to check. Mm. As long as you know your body and um, and check once a month. A couple of people actually do uh, monthly text reminders as well, which yeah. is always like a little song yeah. or some some funny little word. Yeah, I've seen that. It's just really to make, smart. Just, to remind just reminding you. people as well, because you can easily time flies. We're busy, yeah. we've got things on our mind, and yeah. you can forget, can't you? And also, things change at different times in your cycle as well for women. So getting to know that sometimes it is because of where you are at your cycle, or actually, maybe you know, if it isn't, uh, then you knowing to sort of flag that. But essentially, it's getting to know your body so that you can advocate for yourself if anything changes. Yeah. That's the big takeaway. That's the, I mean, the thing that I um, learned when I was um, kind of the events attended with Copperfield and, you know, in my time uh, clinically, I've, I've stopped working clinically hospital now, it was always about like knowing what your body's like right now. Yeah. So that if there's a change, you know it's different. But if yeah. you don't check regularly, you, maybe you're not aware of what's normal that's same for guys that like we talk about a lot with checking your testicles and stuff as well so it's knowing 
knowing your own testicles, checking regularly. So if a lump appears, you know when it started, yep. if it's different, uh-huh. uh, you're kind of able to kind of spot that, aren't you? And yeah. an important thing to say, as, we, as you mentioned earlier, like it's very much less likely as a man to have yeah. breast cancer, but men but do get happen. breast yeah. cancer. I have seen um, patients who have had uh, breast cancer yeah. as, uh, as men um, in their past history and stuff like that. So it does happen. So just please just get to know your yeah. bodies and check. Isn't and it? that's actually why it's so important. So whenever I'm going out and about and talking about Copperfield, I always try and slip in that line of 400 men a year because you just don't know who's going to be hearing it. And actually that's a massive part of the treks is you don't know when someone's going to hear that message yeah. and when it's going to work for them, yeah. when it's going to be important. It could be that they check today, which, you know, off Northumberland trek this year, someone got in touch with me this week to say that, um, you know, she'd seen us all. It made her go and get checked. Um, she did find a lump. She was heavily pregnant at that point. Um, and she's been diagnosed with breast cancer. Her little boy is five weeks old. She has surgery this week wow. and starts treatment following that. So perhaps our message can be, if you're listening to the podcast uh, today, if you're out in your stomp, um, and you're thinking, right, okay, like I've maybe not checked in a while or this is something I need to do. Well, why not use this as this moment even now to yeah. like today, tomorrow, whenever it might be, use that as the day one. Check out the Copperfield page. That text alert and reminders is really yeah. smart. Um, they also talk about things like putting in your, like your diary. Yeah, like have a little code name, Like the little ping in your diary yeah. that could be whatever you want it to be and just like cognitively reminds you, okay, I need to... I need to check yep. and, and guys uh, as well, please do check. And also you can use a similar thing uh, for checking your own uh, testicles as well. Uh, for both of those, the NHS uh, websites have guides about how to do that. Copperfield actually have a really yep. good guide, a mm-hmm. practical guide of how to actually check your own breasts and check your armpits and stuff as yeah. well. And that's so, the thing, armpits, yeah. uh, like, uh, to armpits and up to your collarbone, that's yep. all breast tissue. Yeah, so you go, so you'll, you'll be at breast tissue, goes all the way up the front, all the way up to the side in like a triangular shape up to the side. And uh, always notice for any kind of new lumps or bumps. Often we talk about like lymph nodes and stuff mm. in the armpits. If you notice any bumps or lumps in your armpits all the way down to the front of your breast, just go and see the doctor, please. It's always better to be you know, yeah. safe and sorry, and, and be an advocate for your own health as yeah. well. Say, look, this is something that's different for me. I've noticed it. I'm concerned, and then it and then it, it means that like people really do take it seriously. Yeah, them, absolutely, absolutely. So that's a, that's. I'm brilliant that we've shared that message. It's brilliant that we've shared that message, and I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing in that space. I would like to ask you as well yes. what it was actually like doing the track. I mean, you're, <laughs> you I have the. You said about the blisters. Have they yeah. recovered? Are you, you're walking do you know quite what? well. This you is see? the first trek that I've come back with no blisters. Usually, my little toes. Uh, they turn it's like they turn there's a triangular shape towards the back like it's been given a little mohawk okay. on both little toes um that this trek that hasn't happened um but it's always the down actually that really gets me more than the ups uh so yeah, yeah most that makes sense really actually because you're kind of the friction you grip it you're like the yeah, floor like isn't it you're sliding on the toes it. yeah no matter how tight your boots are it was 100 kilometers wasn't that was that right well a lot of our treks are 100 kilometers um it just feels like a nice round number for us to focus on but places like Mont Blanc that you know there's such gorgeous views and routes yeah but you see people running them as well it's insane <laughs> seeing like the different because they've just had like a major walk. um like ultra marathon or whatever it yeah. is there um so there's a lot of people over there at the moment trying to um you know do something similar and then they come across our massive group. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of pauses them. How, for a how many of you? They looked like a quick, considerable number from the videos. It's 120 trekkers, yeah. 120. 120. Wow. And, and everyone um, made it through okay? Was yes. it having all right? And yes, everyone was. And you know, because of the, uh, you know, because of the different things that trekkers come with, obviously we are 
very mindful that um, you know the, the challenge changes and this is something that I say you know some nights because I do a little pep talk in the evenings is that the challenge changes for everyone and you just have to roll with that it doesn't mean you know if you have to sit out one day or one morning or one afternoon it doesn't mean that you failed your challenge it just means that the challenge has changed for you because something has popped up um, because I never want everyone to feel like they have to be the fastest yeah. trekker and the one at the front because for me the treks are healing because it's about the group being yeah. together and supporting each other in the conversations that I had along the way. I did a cycle with um, Teens Unite, which is a, um, a charity that supports young people living with cancer, because I think a lot of the time with young people with cancer, we focus on, of course, as we should, on treating the disease and the illness, but also yeah. there's a person and a family around that yeah, that's living with that. And, and Teens Unite do amazing work supporting them. And I did a cycle ride, me and my friend with like the team doctors, we were doing it in India, and and it really that it just really res like reminds me of that. Like everyone on there is just facing a different challenge. Yeah. They're there for a different reason. They're there to come away with a different experience mm -hmm. for different reasons. And it just, yeah, I, I found, it, I, that's one of the biggest things I thought. Like when you went, it's like, oh, everyone's trying to push hard and be fast and all that kind of thing. But actually you're going there to have this collective experience. And yeah. most of the stuff I took away from that was the stories and feeling of like- Absolutely. Humanity almost. Yeah, it's the memories and the conversations that you have that you're, like, you're gonna take away. Not the, the actual challenge itself in a weird yeah. way. I think that's bigger than the challenge. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Which has been your favourite? Uh, I get asked so this all the time. I actually don't know. I can't. It's really hard because they've all been different. They've all had different faces and different stories, and you know the view's been different. Um, my first one for Copperfield was in Amman, and. Uh, I think I didn't know what to expect on that. And we always say there's three types of fun, although I've added one now. Three types of fun. The first type of fun, type one fun, <laughs> is when it's fun, fun in the moment and okay, you're yeah. living your best life. Type two fun is when it's not so fun in the moment, but on reflection, gosh, wasn't that great. I love this. Type three fun is no fun. And then we've actually added a type four. <laughs> type four <Negative> fun. fun. <laughs> well, no, it's really good fun in the moment, but on reflection, bad idea. So that's usually like alcohol induced okay, or, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. when you've but, just got yeah, <laughs> like the endorphins going a little idea, bit. And after that, mm, maybe yeah, that wasn't exactly. Such a, and I think idea. these treks should be a mixture of type one and two. Um, but for me in Amman, seeing how you know people overcame uh, like a fear of heights or whatever it was that was sort of holding the back they just pushed through yeah. and i think seeing that was absolutely incredible so for me it was type one fun the whole time because of the way that people were supporting each other 
Um, so off the back of that, I literally came back and I was like, I, I'd love it to, this to be the thing that I do for you. Um, and thankfully, Chris at the time made me a patron and then was like, go on then, have them. Off you go. Crazy <laughs> yeah. serious type 1 type, yeah. one or type 2 for some. It's yeah. the, I guess that type 1 type 2 is the instant gratification, delay gratification yes. stuff, isn't it? Like yes. when you're trying to do something that's really difficult and you're like, you're like, why am I doing, I'm kind of imagining, this is very different, I don't know, it's popped in my head, but I'm doing a master's at the moment. I'm like, why in my 30s have I decided to go back and do a master's? I'm very much not having type one fun. <laughs> not at the essay points anyway. Um, but I guess you do have that delay thing, because at the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm really glad, like I've learned all this stuff. Yeah. You've done, you've challenged yourself, because I was like, oh God, like I don't know if my brain can do learning in, you know, doing a, you know, a master's, going back to like that kind of education. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, can I do yeah, this right quite, now? It's quite a lot. But it does, it is that feeling of overcoming. And I, 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 I guess a lot of people come to the tracks might have questioned themselves, like if they've not done a track before, like, can I do this? Well, and their bodies have been through, through a lot of people, a lot. their bodies have been through a lot. You know, they've lost confidence in their bodies and being able to push through that trek to, to complete it, to do it, is huge. Um, you know, and sometimes it's not breast cancer that's meant that people don't have the confidence in their bodies. It might be, you know, something to do with their mental health. It might be having children. Um, one trekker called Daisy in the Sahara, um, she every day surprised me. She just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And she was at the back of her group, but she was happy there. But she had these blisters on her feet that were like nothing I have ever seen before. Bear in mind, I've done a lot of these tricks. Yeah. And I knew that she had these blisters. But at the end, I, I looked at them, they were like open wounds. Oh gosh, yeah, but they can get really bad. But she pushed through because she wanted to prove to herself wow. that she could. And I think maybe there'd been a bit of negativity in her friendship group before coming to the trek, of people saying, you'll never do it. And she was like, I'll show you. And she absolutely smashed it. So people like Daisy are my absolute heroes. It's amazing because also like, even what they've been through, say that you've, you've had breast cancer, you've gone through the treatment, the amount of mental strength. And I think often when we go, again, kind of the reason I was, I felt passionate to support Teens United is because often we think about the physical thing yeah. that someone's experiencing, yeah. but often when you listen to people and you ask them like, what's the effect it has on you? Often the biggest effects, yeah, of course, huge physical effects, but the effect on their mental health, yeah. their family, yeah. their confidence, their ability to like, you know, that self-identity. Yeah. It's really, and afterwards, kind of feeling like you're not who you were before. So where's that old version gone? Because um, I think that's a massive... And the, and the mental health aspect, you know, you've had something massive happen. But afterwards, what, where are you? Who are you? Um, yeah, not letting that be defined who you are. Defining your yeah. life. And of course, not going to talk about other people's stories, but with Strictly being back on and, and, and Amy Dowden, I believe, uh, yes. obviously publicly talking about uh, breast cancer and treatment and so yeah. on. It just, um, it really brings that realization, you know, when you're saying about young people or you never know it might affect or, or who it might happen to. This no. is why it is so important that, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about the mental health and mental illness and talk about suicide prevention yeah. because you never know who it might affect. You know, I didn't expect that it would affect my family as other people you don't think, you don't wake up one day and think it's going to touch your family. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think that's so why it's so important that we have awareness, we do these kind of campaigns, because you might be able to save someone. Well, you know Amy Dowden, she came on a copy of a trek last year. And yeah. before that, she didn't check. It was in the Pembrokeshire check. one, the right? Pembrokeshire. 
she didn't check. But being surrounded by these women who have have stories to share and, you know, were saying how important it is to check, she then started. So I think for all of us, it's... Because obviously she's a good friend of mine. It's my, like, it's crazy to think what would have happened if she'd not been on that trek, had she not heard that message at that time. Um, so, yeah, so I never... I just think these treks find people and they're meant to find people. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Amy coming back and doing, hopefully, a trek next year. Absolutely. Well, obviously, all of our best wishes and love from the whole Stompcast team and I'm pretty sure all of our listeners as yeah. well to, to, to her. So as we come down to part one, I've got to ask you about the things you've learned about hiking and stomping, about t like tips for people that are getting into hiking, maybe they're doing walks and things, but they want to take it to that next level. Yeah. Like what, what are the main tips to prepare for going for a long walk? It might be a Pembrokeshire Path, yep. or it might be going to Mont Blanc. <laughs> what things can they do to prepare? And what are the key things that they need to go and do a bit of a hike? Okay, so I would say to preventative wrapping. <laughs> okay. So I do, um, I got that, what is it, you'll know, it's medical, uh, like the stretchy tape. Yeah, the put. tape they put around it, oh, yes. Did it begin with K? Yeah, I forgot the name has slipped from my mind at the moment. But, but yeah, so you, 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 you tape the I tape the, my, I know where my hot spots are, so I'll tape the back of my heel yeah. and my little toe and my big toe, because those are always the ones that get hit, yeah. <laughs> the rest don't. So like the pressure points almost, yeah. yeah. whereas I know so some people wrap every yeah. toe just to prevent. Um, that's a massive thing because and also if you are walking and you haven't done that have some of that tape in your pocket because as soon as you have a hot spot stop and address yeah. it because otherwise if you get if you wait to the end of the day yeah it'll be a nightmare See, I'd done it before I, when I was younger and I felt something rubbing and I ignored it thought, I'll be all right yeah, no. obviously it doesn't get better does it, no, it, gets no, no, it only gets so worse. I've learned from painful experience about <laughs> that's never gonna that. disappear yeah. ever so um, taping, taping. Uh, for me make sure you've got the right Outerwear is important if it's windy, if it's rainy, whether you're going to just pop something in your bag or have it um, or be wearing it to start with. Or um, a horse drifting past us as we're chatting. I love a horse on a walk. Good day. Morning. Hi. So make sure you've got the right kit. So yes. some of that includes, can I say to everyone, sun cream and SPF. Yes. I've been caught out, love as we them. all know, with the SPF. You know what? Back I get 50. burnt. I've been burnt. The, the areas, the times I've been burnt the most, uh, Pembrokeshire and Cornwall in July. In June, even. Do you think that's because you don't expect it as much there? Well, no, or? because I've got the sun cream on. It's the wind, I think. Yeah. The wind, uh, you know, and being whipped up. Um, I also think you are often on these kind of tracks and things you are out a lot longer than perhaps you even realize yeah. do you know what I mean and you have to like keep topping up don't you and Absolutely. if you're sweaty and stuff yeah, I, I get pretty sweat sweaty on a walk it's like yeah. sweating away you know <laughs> you kind of reapply really really often and go super high with the factors yeah um so basically winter winter wear I guess yeah and actually that's a, that's a big thing to me to me um and I, I like just having kit that I can just chuck on um and that's even for me having something in the car so that if I've dropped the kids off, I can then just go and um, go for a walk, not have that other yeah. thing of kind of, oh, you can't go out because you're not ready. Yeah. yeah, you can. Shove on a coat and you're fine. And um, I've actually, for the last couple of years, been working for Regatta to have a collection of like, different out outerwear, yeah. um, which has been loads of fun because it is an area that obviously, because of my trekking with Copperfield and everything, I'm really passionate about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and have a good quality and actually funny enough I wear, I've got a few bits of uh, regatta for the kind of coats and stuff like that yeah. and overcoats because you just want the good thing is is when you find a coat 
that does a good job of blocking the wind, but also you don't overheat. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know, like, obviously in extreme cold, you need a thick coat, but actually a lot yeah. of the time, I'm Not either too hot or too yeah, cold, yeah, yeah. and you sweat like hell, so you need something that, like, keeps the wind off if it's windy or rain, but also you don't overheat. Yeah, exactly. Because you lose a lot of water sweating, can't you, yeah. of course, walking. absolutely. Especially if you're going at Mont Blanc. Especially <laughs> that, especially that. So make sure you've got the right kit and things. Yes, and water. Water. How do you know if you're drinking enough water? Do you keep an eye on it? Are you kind of watching how much you drink? Yeah, you so I have a bladder in my bag yeah. always. Yeah. Um, so that's a three litre one. Yeah. And I actually put my little electrolytes in that to make sure that I'm getting those. Really important. And also makes the bladder. I don't mind the plasticky taste of a bladder, but to just give it a little bit of something, um, I do regularly uh, pop a little something in there just to... Um, well, the, you know, that's a really important thing is that when people often talk about consuming water when you're mm. exercising and walking but the electrolytes are really important as well because hydration isn't just about the water it's kind of yeah. getting it into your cells and things and and obviously when you sweat you're losing a lot of electrolytes aren't yeah. you as well um, and things like sugar uh, and energy you burn so i mean you often don't realize but if you're walking all day the number of calories you're burning is yeah. huge so you've got to put, if you're going to do a trek and you're doing that day after day you've got to refuel haven't you yeah exactly and that's something that's really tricky actually on the treks is it's the day after day because yeah. I think you can kind of train, yeah. but no one's really going to give themselves five days like of constant training. Also, it's kind of hard to pop a Mont Blanc next to your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so people training in the UK is, yeah. is quite flat. You know, here it's quite <laughs> so flat. Just, unless you live where I live. I, well, funny enough, I, I'm from. Uh, uh, originally from Pembrokeshire away, so we oh, have plenty so of the hills. Gorgeous, yeah. um, so I was hoping you might say Pembrokeshire is your favourite one. Oh, I'll tell my mum. I'll tell my mum. You can tell your mum. Tell your mum that. Pem What's the mum's Pembrokeshire the favourite. Jane. Jane, Jane. Pembrokeshire was my favourite trek. Yeah, yeah, there you go. If you ever come down, you must. Uh, we've got um, uh, cottages you can stay in. So you're welcome oh. to come in and Tom and I'll free stay there. Oh, it was absolutely good. Time. It was definitely one of those places that you go to and like, I have to come back. And actually, um, because uh, we were down a captain, which is why Amy Dowden stepped in. I was messaging different people, and Davina McCall also said that it was her favourite place oh, to go. Oh, that's really cool. Well, so do you know go. what? As well, she's will take that. Thank <laughs> you so much. I've really enjoyed part one, and I think the key takeaway is that please, you know, if you're listening, please just check. And you know, Copperfield, uh, the, the the website is fantastic. One of the things, I, one thing that I think is really good, that Copperfield's done really well. It's made it accessible. Yep. Because sometimes health pages can just be really kind of. Let's be honest, a little bit dry yeah. and a little bit kind of standoffish, quite scary. Whereas yeah. I think they've done, the team, all of you, time. done brilliant at actually making it accept, accessible and understandable as well. Yeah. So head to it, check it out, and most importantly, check yourselves. Right, guys, I'll see you very soon on part two. We're carrying on stomping and having a great time. See you all. Goodbye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.